Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Today, unchecked climate change and a nuclear arms race resulting from modernization of huge arsenals pose extraordinary and undeniable threats to the continued existence of humanity. And world leaders have failed to act with the speed or on the scale required to protect citizens from potential catastrophe. These failures of leadership endanger every person on Earth. 2014 is the warmest year on record globally. Nine of the ten warmest years on record have all occurred since 2000. The warming trend in recent decades is unmistakable. Science clearly demonstrates that human activity is the dominant cause of this warming. If global emissions of carbon dioxide and other heat-trapping gases continue to rise, the severity of climate change impacts will inevitably increase. Well, that's a segment from the Doomsday Clock people, the Bulletin of the Atomic Sciences. They have moved the Doomsday Clock to three minutes to midnight. And so this is very significant, ladies and gentlemen, what has occurred. The Bulletin of the Atomic Sciences has been around for 70 years, and what they have done is analyze the capability of mankind destroying itself off the face of the earth. And it's very important to take these words very seriously, ladies and gentlemen. I'm reading something from uh, their publication online. states here, The doomsday clock adjustment is first in three years and is accompanied by urgent call for action. <clears throat> Warning that the probability of global catastrophe is very high unless quick action is taken. Quick action is taken. The Bulletin of Atomic Sciences Science and Security Board today cited unchecked climate change and global nuclear weapons modernization as the basis for their decision to move the hands of the historic doomsday clock for two minutes. The shift of the doomsday clock hands to three minutes to midnight is the first such adjustment to be made in three years. The board also outlined action steps that will need to be taken very soon in order to avert catastrophe. Paragraph of the statement from the board reads as follows, I quote, in 2015, unchecked climate change, global nuclear weapons, modernizations, 
an outsized nuclear weapons arsenal pose extraordinary and undeniable threats to the continued existence of humanity, and world leaders have failed to act with the speed or on the scale required to protect citizens from potential catastrophe. These failures of political leadership endanger every person on the earth. The final paragraph of the statement from the board warns, I quote, in 2015, with the clock hand moved forward to three minutes to midnight, the board feels compelled to add with a sense of great urgency. The probability of global catastrophe is very high, and the actions needed to reduce the risk of disaster must be taken very soon. So, the last time the doomsday clock minute hand moved was in January 2012, when the clock's minute hand was pushed ahead one minute from six to five minutes before midnight. Since its creation in 1947, the doomsday clock has been adjusted only 18 times, ranging from two minutes before midnight in 1953 to 17 minutes before midnight in 1991. The last time the doomsday clock was at three minutes to midnight was 1983, when, I quote, the U.S.-Soviet relations were at their iciest end of quote, according to the bulletin. And so this is uh, significant, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Messiah stated in Matthew chapter 24. Let's turn there. Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 21. He states, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, let me repeat this two more times, and except those days should be shortened, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a simple question. When was mankind capable of destroying every living thing off this earth? When did we have that capability, ladies and gentlemen? When did we have that capability? The answer to that question is the following. In 1945, we started to have the capability, ladies and gentlemen. In 1945, I quote from nuclearweaponwikipedia.org. says, two nuclear weapons have been used in the course of warfare, both times by the United States near the end of World War II. On August 6, 1945, uranium gun-type fission bomb, codenamed Little Boy, was detonated over the Japanese city of Hiroshima. Three days later, on August 9th, a plutonium implosion-type fission bomb codenamed Fat Man was exploded over Nagasaki, Japan. These two bombings resulted in the deaths of approximately 200,000 people, mostly civilians, from acute injuries sustained from the explosions. The role of the bombings in Japan's surrender and their ethical status remain the subject of scholarly and popular debate. I quote, since the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, nuclear weapons have been detonated on over 2,000 occasions for testing purposes and demonstrations. Only a few nations possess such weapons or are suspected of seeking them. The only countries known to have detonated nuclear weapons and that acknowledge possessing such weapons are, chronologically by date of first test, the United States, the Soviet Union succeeded 
or seceded as a nuclear power by Russia, the United Kingdom, France, the People's Republic of China, India, Pakistan, North Korea. Israel is also widely believed to possess nuclear weapons, though it does not acknowledge having them. They call their secret possession of nuclear weapons the Samson option. South Africa fabricated nuclear weapons in the past, but as its apartheid regime was coming to an end, it disassembled its arsenal, acceded to the Nuclear Nonproliferation Treaty, and accepted full-scope international safeguards. The Federation of American Scientists estimates there are more than 17,000 nuclear warheads. There are 17,000 nuclear warheads in the world as of 2012, with around 4,300 of them considered operational and ready for use. Now, we've talked about the Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock is the invention of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, a publication started by some of the researchers who worked on the atomic bomb. The wife of one of these researchers, Marty Langsdorf, was a painter. In 1947, she illustrated the first bulletin cover to feature the Doomsday Clock set at the point at 11.53 p.m. Langsdorf died in March of 2013, but her creation lives on. In January 2012, the bulletin's board set the minute hand of the clock at 11.55 p.m., one minute closer to midnight than the previous year. The decision was made based on the current state of nuclear arsenals around the globe, as well as accidents such as the Fukushima nuclear meltdown that occurred in 2011 after a major earthquake and tsunami in Japan. Biosecurity is also taken into account with the creation of an airborne strain of H5N1 flu-worrying scientists in 2012. And so the nuclear bomb generation, the nuclear bomb generation started between 1945 and 1947. Albert Einstein, who was a Jew, stated we had reached the capability to destroy humanity with creation of the thermonuclear nuclear bomb, the thermonuclear bomb, in 1950. The United States, in the fall of 1952, exploded the first thermonuclear bomb in 1952. This is based on a book. I don't think it's a popular book, but it's a book to read. The Fate of the Earth. The Fate of the Earth by Jonathan Schnell, pages 12 to 13. Now, the Bible reveals a human being's years to be the following. Seventy years. Let's turn to Psalm 90, verse 10. Let's turn to Psalm 90, verse 10 to understand this. Psalm 90, verse 10. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, that's seventy years, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. All right. So we have seventy to eighty years. Now also, Yeshua, in Luke chapter 17, Let's turn there. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Starting in verse uh, 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. Uh, verse 27. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage in the day, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Verse 28. Likewise, or similarly, also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, and they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And so, the Master reveals that these days of the 21st century are similar to the days of Noah. 
Genesis 6 verse 3 stated that mankind had 120 years. And so, 1952 is the year we officially developed the capability to destroy all flesh from the earth according to the master's statement in Matthew 24 verse 22. We have been living in possible human extinction times since 1952. Let me repeat that. We have been living in possible human extinction times since 1952. Prior to 1952, mankind did not have the capability to destroy all flesh from the earth. According to the scriptures, a man or woman's life is 70 or 80 years. Additionally, Yeshua stated the end times would be like the days of Noah and Lot. Luke 17, verse 26 to 30. And this is interesting because the average amount of years in the Western nations is around 70 or 80 years. Currently, same-sex marriage is accelerating around the world and very few people God seriously today. Remember, it was the confirmation of homosexual activity that convinced Yah, or God, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. However, Homosexuality is only one of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. The following are the sins of Sodom. Number one, failure to adequately help and care for the poor. Number two, pride. Number three, eating too much. Four, abundance of laziness. Five, sexual perversion, which involves homosexuality. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3, tells us that our people are full of Sodom. Verse 10, let's turn there. And for those people who don't understand that Israel consists today of the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, including Canada, the countries of Northwestern Europe, Africa, South Africa, not Africa, but South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, of course, anyone that's outside those regions that believe in Yeshua Messiah to the best of their ability are automatically grafted into the Commonwealth of Israel. To get more information about this, go to www.britam.org. That's www.b as in boy, org for more information about who Israel is. All right, so let's look at Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3. It states plainly about Israel. Let me read verse 2 because it's, it's, it's very significant. This is a message that should be preached around the world and in the heavens. Isaiah 1, verse 2, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Verse 3, The ox knows his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not consider. Verse 4, he talks about all those regions around the world, those nations, all sinful nations, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the master. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto, angry, they, unto anger. They are gone away backward. Verse 5, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. Our governments are sick. Verse 6, from the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Verse 7, your country, and this is what's going to lead to, ladies and gentlemen, listen up to the Lord. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. It is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Verse 8. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. 
Verse 9, except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom and we should have been like Gomorrah. Verse 10, he calls our people today. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the Torah of our God, you people of Gomorrah. That's what he calls us today, ladies and gentlemen. Ezekiel 16, verse 49 to 50, reveals the sins of Sodom. According to the scriptures, the great tribulation cannot start unless a temple is built. Yeshua stated that the abomination of desolation will involve a holy place. According to the scripture, when you look up this phrase, holy phrase, in the King James Version, it refers to a built tabernacle or temple. In the New Testament, it always refers to a built temple. And you could uh, jot down these scriptures for proof of that. Matthew 24, verse 15. Acts chapter 6, verse 13. Acts 21 to 28. Hebrews 9, verse 12 to 15. All right. The Temple Institute was created for the purpose of helping to build the holy place. Yeshua talked about in Matthew 24, verse 15. For free teachings about the holy temple and its significance for mankind, please go to the following website. It's www.temple.t as in Tom, E as in Elephant, M as in Mother, P as in Paul, leinstitute.org. We know that we are living in perilous times. There is not that much time left. I can actually tell you that. Truly, there's not that much time left, and we must recognize that and understand that. And we can't have our head in the sand, ladies and gentlemen. We can't continue to have our head in the sand. We have to get our head out of the sand and realize that God is really angry with this world. Isaiah, chapter 24. Isaiah, chapter 24, starting at verse 1. Behold, the Lord makes the earth empty and maketh it waste and turns it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied and the utterly spoiled. For the Lord has spoken this word. Verse 4, the earth mourns and fades away. The world languish with and fadeth away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. Verse 5, the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants there because they have transgressed the Taurus. Of the laws changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Verse 6 Therefore has the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 1 Come near, ye nations, to hear, and hearken, you people. Let the earth hear, and all that is therein, the world, and all things that come forth of it. Verse 2 For the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations. His indignation is upon all nations. Again, his indignation is upon all nations and his fury upon all their armies. And what's going to happen in the future? He has utterly destroyed them. He has delivered them to the slaughter. And so there's going to be great catastrophe that's going to happen on this earth, ladies and gentlemen, so much so that the book of Revelation predicts the following. Book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 16, 
Verse 17. And the seven angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. Verse 18. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. Verse 19. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. All the cities will fall, but that's not the only thing. Verse 20 of Revelation chapter 16. And every island fled away. So all the cities will fall. All the cities in the world of the nations will fall. Every island will be flown away. And the mountains were not found. So all cities of nations will be destroyed. All islands will be fled away. And all mountains will not be found. That's what all this is leading to, ladies and gentlemen. In verse 21 of Revelation chapter 16, And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed Yah because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. So that's where we're headed, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we are headed. God is going to punish this world in the language that we understand. Destruction, taking away food, Isaiah 13, verse 11, punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Verse 12, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man more than the golden wedge of Ophir. And so you may be wondering, well, how can I escape all this catastrophe? Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. This is how you can escape it, ladies and gentlemen. Proverbs 1, verse 22. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Verse 23. Turn at my reproof or correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So if you listen to God, when you study the Bible, if you believe what he says, and if you repent, he will pour out his spirit unto you so you can understand his words. Verse 24. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. Verse 25. But you have said it not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. Verse 27. When your fear comes as a desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind or a hurricane, when distress and anguish come upon you, verse 28, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Verse 30, they would none of my counsel, they despise all my correction or reproof. Verse 31, therefore should they eat the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. Verse 32, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, but the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever, and it does make a difference who you are, what skin color you are, but whosoever hearkens unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. But whosoever hearken unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Do you believe those words? God cannot lie. And then Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. What is truth? Psalm 119, verse 142, is keeping the instructions of Yah. If you keep the instructions of Yah, that will be your covering. That you will be under his wings. That will be your shield, and that will be your buckler. Verse 5, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. For the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, but the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Day clock. Midnight. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Verse 8. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. No evil shall befall thee. Do you believe these words? I do. Neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, thou that not thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall not trample under feet. The dragon shall thou trample under feet. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. So, so if you set your love upon the Lord by obeying him, he will deliver you. He cannot lie. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That is how you overcome. That's how you secure your spiritual safety, and your physical safety by obeying the great Yah, ladies and gentlemen. Job 34, verse 20. In a moment shall they die, and these are the wicked people, and the people shall be troubled at midnight, at midnight, and pass away, and the mighty shall be taken away without hand. That is talking about the doomsday clock. That's where they got the concept from it, from the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Another scripture, Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Verse 2, and five of them were wise and five were foolish. Verse 3, and they that were foolish took their lamps and took no all with them. Verse 4, but the wise took all in their vessels with their lamps. Verse 5, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. All the wise the arrogantly wise slept, and all the foolish. They all slept. That's a prophecy of the assemblies of Yah in this end time. Most are sleeping. Most aren't doing what they're supposed to do. But look what happens in verse 6. At midnight, at midnight there was a cry. And that word cry in the original Greek, the word cry in the original Greek means an outcry of grief. At midnight there was a cry of grief made. Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go ye out to meet them. Go out to meet him. Verse 7, And then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, that, that there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. 
And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they all went ready and with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. All right, and then the rest of the story, those that weren't ready, they couldn't, they didn't make it to the wedding. And so that's the moral to the story, folks. We have to be ready. We are living in the age where a nuclear war can occur, ladies and gentlemen. And we must be prepared. But the best way you can prepare is to start obeying the great Yah. That is the best way. Second way, of course, is to do all you can. And if you need some instructions on how to do that, please email me at canard at mercifulservantsofgod.com and I will send you instructions on how to prepare for a nuclear war, how to be able to strategically find a location that could be the safest where you're at. I can send you that information as well. And so, with that, may Yah bless and keep you, and Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.